Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. State Farm and DJ Dramos from Life as a Gringo know that getting your money right brings freedom, empowerment, and future success. The mindset work that it takes to retrain your brain to believe that you are someone who can obtain anything you want financially and hit all of those financial goals and that the only thing holding you back is is yourself. I love how she talks about like just demanding how much you believe you're worth, how much you want to make and how you have to make that declaration. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What is up? Welcome to the first edition of the all-new NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man named G. Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. Feels the same to me, Marcus. Yeah, I know. The music's the same, but we have a new name and a new logo. Is it is it a new podcast if we don't change? I mean, it's, it's still us three. I don't know. So. This is like when they say that like a product is new and improved, which it can't yeah, really be exactly. both things. Either yeah. it's new or it's improved. Uh, but basically what I'm saying is we have a brand new name. We are now the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We're no longer the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. Uh, and we have a new logo, which you've probably seen already if you've downloaded our app or if you've watched Fantasy Live. It is our, our brand new F-Shield thing uh, with our new font and everything. So we just finally just co-opted it as part of our podcast thing. Uh, so it's, it's a new name. It's the same three jerks. Same four jerks, I guess, if you include Eddie. Uh, but yeah, we have a new name now. So, yeehaw. Yay. All right, so we got that out of the way. I'm just happy that they took the live out of the name because we've never truly we've been never actually. Well, never actually, been. they just adopted it, it from the show. This is the first time that NFL show. Fantasy Live is actually been is live. actually live, so it makes sense, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus, what was the the comment you had made once like where all of the shows on the NFL Network that have live at the end are actually we're, we're actually on tape, but the uh, the shows that were actually live don't have live in them. Don't have live in the title. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it, it bugged me for years. I was willing to die on that hill. Oh, and finally, it only yeah. took to 2019, man. That's it. That is it. Uh, also, it's it's really warm in here. So for I mean, this is like yeah. a little, little inside baseball here. Normally, we come in this podcast studio and it is freezing because like the air conditioner is working overtime. Uh, and maybe because it works so hard, it finally broke. So now it's really warm. In yeah, here they can never. They can never get the temperature right, no matter if it's in this building you know, or in the studio. It's either wicked cold or you're sweating bullets. It'd be fine to just have it be like 74 degrees in here or something like that. Seven, see, I'm a 70 guy. I like 70. Okay, that's Whoa, fine. 70. Ooh, that's 70 freezing. Stuff. 70? What is that? <laughs> 70 nice. It depends on the space, though. I mean, 70 is nice. Got a bigger space, but smaller uh, space, 70 is. Ooh. Man, I'd be cold. This was actually a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, episode. Where they were talking about how Larry likes it around, you know, this temperature, and Leon likes it around this temperature. So I just it's, had a little flashback to LD. Man, that's uh, I'm sure that I'm sure everyone really cares about our our plight. Here. No, so so if you know there are clips on the internet and social media, and you know Marcus is sweating a little bit, you know maybe there's a little yeah, sweat we, on uh, my brow. That's why it's if hot. We are, if we are glistening when you see yeah, video exactly. clips, now you understand. No makeup. 
Uh, plenty to talk about. Week three is pretty much in the rearview mirror, which means we've actually are about a quarter of the way through the fantasy regular season. That's if you crazy. figure it goes through, you know, week 13 for most leagues. Um, so we're, we'll kind of take a look at uh, some guys, especially the quarterbacks. We had a lot of brand new quarterbacks this week. So we'll kind of break some of those guys down and kind of figure out what their fortunes are going forward. We'll figure out which guys who started quickly are real or mirages. And we'll kind of try to make some decisions on some of these guys that maybe you drafted fairly early who haven't necessarily given you the returns you want. Plus, of course, it is Monday, so we'll take a look at the waiver wire as well. I don't know what you guys think, but this week sucked for me. Uh, it was weird. I mean, it's I, I feel like I played Russell Wilson, Mike Evans, and Keenan Allen in every <laughs> freaking league. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I do my, you know, my weekly Monday moaning thing on Twitter, and I'm getting a lot of, I ran into Mike Evans or Keenan Allen or, you know, Christian McCaffrey. I, I'm getting a lot yeah, of that. This yeah. week. <laughs> I got I got nailed by a bunch of those big performances. Oh, too. man. And I didn't listen to myself. You know, last week, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have done it anyways, but last week I told anybody who would listen that Kyle Allen's going to have a nice game. And, I mean, I have quarterbacks way better than Kyle Allen value-wise. And <laughs> yeah. Kyle Allen goes off. Yeah, he does. Anybody I mean, against the Cardinals right now is going to Anybody. Who's the Card- who are the Cardinals playing next week? I don't even know, but whoever the hell it is. Uh, they're playing the Seahawks. Star- oh, my goodness gracious. Which I know we're going to uh, we're gonna get to waiver wire, but already putting in claims for Will Disley. Dude, already. <laughs> I know, man. I I, I added he'll, him in uh, in a couple of leagues last week. He'll be the hot streamer this week. Yep, absolutely. Hopefully, he's not a hot steamer. Oh, well, I do. I mean, like, oh. let, well, let's talk Cardinals, right? Hawkinson, who's done nothing since since that since he game, blew up on the Cardinals, right? I mean, he he's done absolutely nothing. And then Olson yesterday, Mark Andrews the week before. Now they they are the defense to target with the tight end position and. Heck, I mean, pretty every, much just passing. Every, just, just, yeah, yeah. Passing, every every passing, offensive man. skill position player that uh, catches or throws the ball. Yeah, man. Uh, before we get into that, though, too far, let's go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, Senior Edward L. with Murphy, a gigantic Esquire. smile. On Daniel his face. Jones is your savior. What a uh, roller coaster of a week! I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I, I went in not expecting. I expected to be fine. Uh, I mean, the the Bucks defense has been pretty good this year, um, and I'm coming off my the Notre Dame loss on Saturday, so I was kind of just like, here we go. This is gonna be my my last week in a football. To care about, and then literally the greatest Giants comeback in 49 years. I mean, Eddie, how does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel to have the best quarterback in New York? I it, it feels really good. Um, I think Dave Gettleman is probably happier than me. He's probably the only person happier than me right now because yes. he got it right, and That's then you could laugh in the face of everyone in the media. I mean, it was it was an incredible game. Uh, I'm happy the defense. You know, in the second half didn't give up much, and Daniel Jones looks amazing. We're getting Golden Tate back, but. The big news, obviously, um, yeah. is, is Saquon Barkley. So I just hope he's all right. But he said he had the injury freshman year at uh, Penn State, and he said he ended up being he missed like two games. So I mean, he's he's when you hear high guy. ankle though, you get it stinks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it, those, it was it was bad. Linger. I mean, he the thing that was actually kind of funny though, he came out on the sidelines and he's in a boot and he's in crutches and he's just like sitting around hanging out. He's like screaming on the bench. And then when when Jones when they missed the kick and he's on the field with his crutches he's on, like hopping running. along. And I was like, <laughs> get him a card, get him a <laughs> like get like, make sure that guy is safe but it was uh, it was wild i was i was this is the first monday morning i'm quite happy eddie at what point during the game did you take your pants off I was well. Uh, I ha- my roommate. You, on the you, other you couch. assume that he had pants on. <laughs> my roommate was on the other couch, so I had to make sure that was uh, clothed at all times. But we we jumped up and hugged each other, and that was the. Uh, it, it was like literally the, since I've been out here. Well, the Giants made the playoffs my first year. I moved to L.A., but they lost miserably to the Packers. But so since then, this is the first yeah. real meaningful Giants game, and I, it's it's incredible. Man, it's funny too, and, and yeah, we'll we'll never really know, but it would be interesting to see kind of what the conversation would be. If Matt Gay makes that field goal yesterday. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it'll just take it'll be it would be more about it would be a great start for him than it'd be more negative about like, well, now Saquon's gone too, and Saquon's gone. The, the Giants defense can't stop anything. And like they did play a lot better in the second half, but it's still not good. I mean, right. And uh, it's one thing like the offense should get better because you're getting back. You're basically your number one receiver in Golden Tate. The defense isn't getting anyone new like the defense is what it is. Right. That's the scary thing. And, so it's uh, that's, that's good for Daniel Jones's fantasy value because of the be throwing giving up freaking points left yeah. and right. DJ is going to be throwing making yeah. plays. Danny Dimes, man, he's going to be a hot add off the waiver wire. There's no doubt about that. My Evan Ingram shares are smiling right now. Oh, yeah. man. Oh he's <laughs> I, I, that first catch he had that one handed grab. It was ridiculous, oh, man. He, he looked he awesome. something else. Yeah. You know what, though? Ridiculous. I played Evan this week. Oh, in, in, in the in, league? In, in, my, uh, in my celebrity league. Did he also have Keenan Allen? No, I whipped him. <laughs> and he had himself. Yeah. I, I. You know what? I might have. 
Keenan Allen in that okay. league. Uh, Mike Evans, I can't remember because I have too many damn leagues. There you go. So I'm actually trying to get him on uh, our TV show uh, soon. We'll see. Oh, right. But great dude. I, 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 I'm a Cowboys fan, so I and I'm from the tri-state area, so I hate the Giants. He's the best. But yeah. he's a he's a really mm-hmm. good dude, man. I root for him. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So here we go. Let's do some news. The, news. the marathon continues. Who cares? That was the tweet. The Look, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Um, Antonio Brown tweeted that he's done playing in the NFL. I, I don't know if that really is the case. The, the important part of this story right now is that he is not on a team. Since we last podcasted, uh, he was released by the New England Patriots. The Patriots obviously didn't miss him. They whipped the Jets on Sunday. It was uh, a lot of Philip Morissette. Yeah, well, they they may was, be missing uh, him depending Josh on what's going on Gordon. with Edelman. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> they did lose Julian Edelman to an injury. Uh, Gordon hurt his hand, although he did come back to play later yeah. in that game. Uh, so we'll see. I guess the bigger question. So I would have immediately said, hey, you can just drop him because I don't think he's going to get you know, picked up at all. But then last night, at halftime of Sunday Night Football, Mike Florio reported there are three teams that are reportedly interested in Antonio Brown. They're waiting to see the outcome of the NFL's investigation. So I don't know what to do with him now, Fabs. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really have him on any rosters, but if I did, I don't know what I would do at this point. But the problem is that the three teams that are interested in him are the Seattle Dragons, the Dallas Renegades, and the New York Guardians of the XFL in 2020. Your first overall pick. Actually, the XFL tweet. And like, the we don't XFL want fantasy football draft is Antonio Brown. I'm with you, Marcus. I don't really have AB anywhere, but if I did, I have him in two leagues. I think I would just if if someone in there's maybe you know if there's 11 people in your league, maybe one of those guys or girls feels like AB is going to come back, and you can sell him for like I don't know, like a receiver. But wait a minute, as a commissioner, as you. As a commissioner, would you allow sure. a trade of a player yeah. who's not even on an yes. NFL roster? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's no way to gauge the value though. There's no way. See, I don't think you should ever really veto trades and tra- unless it's true, true collusion. But that's another subject. Um, yeah. So, you're so, kind of screwed if you took. So, it, so if I made a trade in our league where I got back T.J. Jones for Lamar Jackson, you wouldn't veto that trade. Of course you would. Of course you would. Hey, man, if I mean, Lamar Jackson gets hurt and TJ Jones gets would. elevated, would you like, stop you never it? really know. I mean, would but you that, stop it? But that's, a, that's an obvious, probably, collusion situation. Anyway, I mean, for AB owners, you pretty much have two options. You can sell as, you know, what, for 10 cents on the dollar or just drop him and be done with it. Yeah. That's I mean, I think, really it. I, mean, I, think, I think my advice for the moment is probably to just let him go yeah. and, uh, and just read yourself. Save got, yourself the roster. You've got some good wide receivers on the waiver wire this week. And we're also going through the bye weeks here. You're going yeah. to want to have uh-huh. some flexibility. You don't yep. want to be sitting on AB. It's so. probably time to just let it fly. All right. Yeah. That's enough of that. Yeah. Uh, as Eddie mentioned hey. earlier, and as you all know, uh, probably by now, Saquon Barkley went or is undergoing an MRI for what looks like a high ankle sprain. He injured that uh, pretty early in the game uh, on Sunday against the Buccaneers. And so... Look, we, we don't know exactly how long it's going to be. The early estimates are that he's going to miss a few weeks. We're not sure how many weeks that's going to be. Are either of you throwing in any waiver claims for Wayne? Oh, hell yeah. He's going to be the most added player in, in, in fantasy football. Yeah, I think he will be too, and for good reason, right? The Giants have basically the thinnest running back depth chart after Barkley and Gallman. I mean, they've, they were planning on all season, just basically using just those two guys. So they're, they're going to have to make a move to get some depth here. But until then, Gallman is going to play literally every snap. Uh, with yeah. I mean, Barkley, and, dude, he, he is available in basically every league. Yeah. And, and Barkley is going to miss at least one or two games here. You would think so. Right. I mean, sure. I mean, I guess, I guess this is really an opportunity situation yeah, because no, volume you say it's really, it's only an opportunity. Right. Cause I mean, he played 38 snaps yesterday. He had six touches. Actually, had five I mean, touches he, and a target. He has shown some flashes in the past. I mean, he's not Saquon Barkley, but he's a flex player, right? Uh, sure. Right? I mean, I guess. I'm not sold on I mean, so here's the thing. Next week, they play Washington. Yep. So I guess there's opportunity there, but then their next two games are Minnesota and New England. Um, yeah, 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 I mean, you're going to be playing the matchups with them. But sure. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I just looked at it, and I'm like, it's Wayne Goldman. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's fine, but I mean, any back that's going to get 15 to 20 touches, you know, especially now with some bye weeks creeping up, and we've had 
so many players underperforming, so many running backs oh, either dude. underperforming or getting hurt. I definitely think Gallman is immediately put into the low end RB two conversation, but yeah, it's just it's not pretty. I'd yeah, say. all right. Uh, you're not going to feel sexy when you. You're do definitely that. not going to feel sexy about it. Uh, Ty Hilton suffered a quad injury. <laughs> he had a he had a really good first half. In fact, he you know look, he got you twenty plus points pretty yep. much in, in yep. most leagues. Uh, then he left the game. Now I the, the reports afterwards, according to Hilton himself, said they pulled him out of the game because the doctor said or told him we don't want you to tear it. So the good news is that it's not a torn quad. Uh, but bad. is but is the bad news the next time he goes out there he might tear it? I don't know. I mean that's kind of the thing is like we don't know how serious this is going to be. The the Colts offense kind of sputtered a little bit once he was off the field, but now Graham this opens things up for what Paris Campbell, Zach yeah. Pascal had a touchdown catch. There there are guys. I mean obviously none of them are T Y Hilton though. Yeah, the Colts are kind of quickly getting banged up here, right? Devin Funches broke his collarbone uh, to open the season. Now T Y yep. Hilton is dealing with this quad thing. Um, I mean. They, they need Hilton so desperately to, to stretch the field, not only vertically, but horizontally with his speed across the middle. Um, it, it's going to be a rough spot if he misses some games. And and we've kind of seen the – I mean, while Jacoby Brissett, I think, has played well, he's stayed within himself, mm-hmm. they're still not asking him to do a whole lot to command this offense. Yeah. He played extremely well yesterday, again, on his limit, in his kind of limited role. But if, if they're going to be without Hilton, this this just going to take this offense another step back. Yep. Yeah, which which kind of stinks, especially because you know Jacoby Brissett had been playing really well, uh, played really well on on Sunday. I know that as somebody who started him in multiple leagues, so yeah, uh, we'll see how this how this the affects Col- things. The Colts get the Raiders next week, and then they play the Chiefs, and they have their bye. Um, so obviously, if, if Hilton were to miss week four and five, he'd be missing just two gorgeous. Spots I know he's missing Raiders two great matchups. Dude. That that would be pretty brutal. All right, there you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. All right. Week three, pretty much done, minus the uh, Chicago-Washington game tonight on Monday Night Football. So we can kind of break down a little bit of what we saw. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, we've pretty much hit the quarter point. Uh, I won't say quarter pole because then I'm going to get all the well-actually horse racing people that will tell me that <laughs> quarter pole is actually like when you have a quarter of the race left. There are well-actually horse racing. There's well-actually everything Fair on point. Twitter. Um, Fair point. So <laughs> that it is actually the quarter pole is when you have finished three quarters of the race and you only have a quarter of it left. So I won't say that. Um, but we had we had a slew of either backups or first-time starters on Sunday. There were three of them that certainly caught my attention that, uh, you know, I feel like we should talk about. So going forward now, mind you, we start the buys this week. There are only two teams on by the Jets and the 49ers, which means at the quarterback spot, you're not really losing a whole lot. Um, I mean, maybe in you, it, you know, deep leagues or two QB leagues, you're starting Jimmy Garoppolo. No one is touching Luke Falk no. at this point. But Daniel Jones, I mean, what we saw out of him Looked very good yesterday. He had a couple of fumbles, but ran for two touchdowns, threw a couple of touchdowns. Uh, he gets Washington next week. I mean, he's certainly worth an ad. I mean, it, under the right in the right circumstances, would either of you consider starting Daniel Jones next week? Yeah, dude, if we've learned anything, it's that, you know, you have to sort of put away the, well, he doesn't have a lot of experience or he's a rookie. Look at what happened this weekend with some of these quarterbacks. I mean, Daniel Jones went off. Kyle Allen went off. And you, you sort of have to unlearn what you have learned in the uh, words of Yoda. And Jones now, I mean, the matchups dictate where, whether or not you're going to start him or sit him. He's a two QB lock. He's a super flex lock now. He has got three things going for him from a fantasy perspective. Number one, big arm. Number two, running with the football. Number three, their defense is awful. So yes. he could end up getting into a lot of track meets like he got into yesterday. This is really good. Like, and... Jones is is something that we really didn't talk about a lot in the preseason because Eli Manning was coming in. We were talking about, you know, Kyler Murray. We were talking about Lamar Jackson. We weren't talking about Daniel Jones. Now we're talking about Daniel Jones. He's not like a Mike Vick type. He's not going to give you those kind of rushing numbers. But he is not afraid to run with the football, and they will have some design runs for Daniel Jones. And if he's got to throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game uh, to try and catch up because the Giants are behind – He's got a lot of opportunity to make plays. And you mentioned Golden Tate's going to be back after a four-game suspension. Uh, So that would be week five, unless the G-men are on a bye. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have their schedule in front of me. But 
he's got Evan. He'll get Saquon back. Sterling Shepard had a big game yesterday. So suddenly we're looking at Daniel Jones as, you know, who'd you rather have? You'd rather have him or Kirk Cousins? You'd rather have him or Derek Carr? You'd rather have him or Jameis Winston? I mean, dude, there's a... <laughs> There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are shaky at best that I would rather have over Daniel Jones right now, or that I'd rather have Daniel Jones over right now. They're also going to get Golden Tate here soon, and, yeah. and that's huge for this offense. I mean, their their receiver their receiver core just has no depth. But immediately we saw it. We saw Daniel Jones's ability to extend plays and scramble and create outside of structure, and that is something this Giants offense just desperately needed. Right? Is like not only is your not only your receivers, you know, either. You don't have Odell Beckham anymore. They're banged up. You've got to be able to break, contain, and get you know, extend some plays to let these guys maybe try to shake free. And Daniel Jones's ability to to do that immediately, immediately, the the the, the return was there in week three. Yeah. Uh, so that that is actually inspiring, encouraging. That's the word I'm looking for. Encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is not? Hard. What is not? It is hard. What is not encouraging? Uh, Ian Rappaport literally just tweeted the Giants are expecting to be without star running back Saquon Barkley for the next several weeks because of his high ankle sprain. Source said, not surprising given the nature of the injury and his presence with a walking boot and crutches on the sideline. So confirming what we pretty much already knew that uh, you will not have Saquon for the next few weeks. So you are going to be trying to figure out what to do at the running back position with a guy that uh, you likely took maybe number one overall, but certainly within the top two or three. And let's talk about that, too. The running back position has disappointed so far. I mean, you know, Kamara, obviously, aside from him and CMC, has been been ridiculous. <sighs> Gurley, I mean... Did not look great what on is, Sunday I, Night Football. I mean, what, they're not throwing him the ball out of the backfield at all. Like, at all. Yep. He is not involved in the passing game whatsoever, and that was a big part of his fantasy value. James Conner could end up being an enormous bust. Now, we didn't know Ben Roethlisberger was going to be out for the season when we drafted him, but he's looked... Horrible in that offense. Good news is he's got a get-right game against the Bengals this week, so that could be an opportunity for people to sell high on him. Uh, Chris Carson, after a good start, this guy all of a sudden got has got butter fingers, man. Got fumbleitis. Like, Would somebody please get him on a phone call with Tiki Barber and figure this damn thing out? Because we're going to be looking at a committee in Seattle. Real if soon. If he doesn't get things straightened out sooner rather than later. Joe Mixon, I, you know, finally he had a good game yesterday, but his first couple of games were, were poor. So... That that top of that running back position, you know, from 10 to 15, there, there's been some disappointments in there. Thank goodness for, I guess, David Johnson and Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, at least, is playing yeah, well. Yeah, on Johnson, I mean, like, his efficiency's awful. Yeah. Like, he's getting touches now, but uh, his efficiency's terrible. He had two yards of carry yesterday or something yeah it, you know uh, it's it's again, yeah this is why i'm not this is why i'm not making a draft pick until like the fifth round next year i'm just gonna just gonna <laughs> just gonna punt zero everything right i'm just gonna punt on the first four rounds and i won't start drafting aaron the fifth jones round. is another one if he didn't score those two touchdowns he well, was horrible jamal jamal yes williams, he's uh, not going away apparently i i tweeted that jamal williams is sort of like the raisins that your mom keeps putting in your lunchbox like you don't really want them but she'll just keep putting them in there regardless you're gonna have to figure out how to make yeah. make that work you know he basically out snapped aaron jones 60 percent yes yeah. oh yeah no yes. He, dom- he dominated the snaps yesterday and actually had more i mean way more yards it's just that jones fell into the end zone a couple of times and kind of salvaged his day mm-hmm. yeah when when we're looking at you know frank Gore as as a very good starter at the running back position which he was right. yesterday and he produced i mean even like san francisco jeff wilson's freaking jerome bettis now <laughs> he doesn't come on the field. No, Jeff Wilson does not strike me as like a goal line guy, but they're giving him the football every time they get inside the ten. No, Jerome Bettis at least got the ball between the twenty. No, no, no. I, at the end of his career, no. I'm that, giving him. I'm giving I'm him more about. Zach Crockett. You know, like the old, <laughs> the old Raiders fullback. I'm talking Zach about Crockett. like the end of Jerome Bettis' okay. career. That's what I'm talking about. All right, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, <sighs> all right. Kyle Allen, who looked good, love him. Looked good yesterday. Uh, you know, some of it was certainly Kyle Allen. Some of it uh, was probably the Arizona Cardinals defense. And you know what, though, Marcus? What's that? They're not taking that job away from Cam. No, they're not. They're definitely not taking it. But here's the thing. Cam very well may sit another week. I mean, the the, the talk right now is that he may need a couple of weeks to fully get right and fully get healthy. And I think the Panthers getting a win yesterday certainly bought him a little more time to try and get right. They're on the road next week at Houston. The Texans kind of got lit up a little bit by Phillip Rivers. I mean, we talked about Keenan Allen in his day. Yep. Phillip Rivers looked pretty good as well. Uh, again, same situation with Daniel Jones. If you are in the right situation, are you starting Kyle Allen this week? The, the Texans are kind of a similar team. I view them almost similarly as, 
is the Cardinals right now. I mean, their their secondary is just so so bad, and and these Panthers pass catchers, right? I mean, they're they're amazing. I mean, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel can both separate on their own and create after the catch. Greg Olson has kind of been. Um, I mean, he's finally back healthy. He's been like a man revived this year. And Christian McCaffrey's the, the best. So, yep. I mean, he's just surrounded by all these great pass catchers. And, and Kyle Allen can ball a little bit. I think I think we were all sleeping on him a little too much coming in this last week. Yeah, I, I tweeted out, I think it was Friday or Saturday. I was like, if you want an under-the-radar player, that's the guy to go and get because the matchup is good. And uh, he, he outperformed what I thought. You're looking at the Texans, I mean... Uh, 122 pass attempts against that defense so far yeah. this season. I mean, that that's right near the top. Uh, they're giving up over 21 points per game from a fantasy perspective. Kyle Allen, I mean, if you can't get DJ or Danny Dimes, I'm going to call him DJ, but Danny Dimes, if you can't get him mm-hmm. and Cam is not going to be back, Kyle Allen is a nice little alternative. Yeah, we, we can't call I'll him DJ right because between David Johnson I know, and, and Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah, Jeremiah like, I know. there's just too much confusion. I'm just being lazy, that's all. <laughs> I'm just being lazy. Um... Third on the list, Mason Rudolph. It was kind of an up-and-down game. Look, the Steelers lost. I don't know that I would lay that at Mason Rudolph's feet. Um, but the, you typically you typically don't lose a game. Where the where, other team has five turnovers? I mean, they were coughing it up, you know, left and right in that game. In the first yeah. half, what did they have, four turnovers? Yeah. It was awful, and they still couldn't win the game. And Mason Rudolph's stat line was all Juju Smith-Schuster's one catch and run Which, for a touchdown. I'll take it. Uh, I get it. I get it. it. But I am more afraid of the Steelers offensive skill position players right now than I am of any other offense in the National Football League that's been affected by an injured quarterback or bad quarterback play because Rudolph didn't look great. Juju outside of that one play. Thank God he made it for fantasy owners. Nothing. James Conner looks terrible. And I mean, Vance McDonald got hurt in that game. James Washington, who I admittedly thought, hey, he's worth he's worth a, a speculative ad. He was he was nil. Yeah, one, Deontay Johnson was is, the guy that they yeah, went to. Is so James Washington, like, is he becoming the new Devontae Parker? Like that guy that's like we're like waiting, season, like hey, we're waiting. Yeah, it's just not. I think I think we need to wait just a little bit more on James Washington. But I do want to say about this 49ers defense, it, it's time we kind of put some respect on on them. I, I, their front seven is so far and above and beyond where they used to be. Uh, they, they pressured Mason Rudolph on nearly 50% of his dropbacks uh, this past week. Um, so I, I definitely think we need to give the 49ers front seven some credit here, but yeah. Well, not great for James Conner. Well, we'll see. No, it's not, it, it has been Steelers, not. Steelers, Bengals next week. Yeah. Yep. Uh, both those teams needing a win badly yeah. right now. Um, Niners have a bye. Niners are on a bye, so you don't, you know, so I think the Jets which, which means you also, also, it's one week you don't have to worry about the Brita, Mostert, Wilson. That thing is going to sour me, dude. I thought we were over Shanahan and, uh, against, and it's freaking bad. Yeah, and just wait till Tevin Coleman comes back. That's going to be good. I know, now you got like four guys. Well, yeah, Tevin no, Coleman's going to come back after that week five bye and make right. it even more confusing. Right. Well, now, what will happen is probably, you know, Wilson may end up being the guy who's probably inactive. Yeah, the odd man out, right. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, that's 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 going to be great. Uh, all right, so a handful of guys who have started very well this season, and I'm wondering if it's real or if it's a mirage. And the first one, we, we talked kind of obliquely about him, Jacoby Brissett, who has played pretty well the first three weeks of the season. But now, you mentioned it, Graham, uh, no Devin Funches. Uh, we'll see how long T.Y. Hilton is out or, or how much he's affected by this quad injury. Um, I mean, this is a guy who really has benefited from a good offensive line and a good defense that has kept them in ball games. And he's got the Raiders next week. Yes. I mean, are we buying right now all things considered into Jacoby Brissett? If T.Y. Hilton's going to play in week four and five, yes, it's wheels up. I mean, you can't get two better back-to-back matchups. You get the, they, they'll, they'll get the, the Raiders at home in week four, and then they'll travel to, tra- travel to Kansas City to play the Chiefs for just an insane juiced-up Mahomes game. Yeah, I mean, this, this Colts pass offense will be fun if, if, uh, if T.Y.'s back out there, but that's the caveat right now. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of the thing. I mean, but uh, it's funny because I as somebody who especially early in draft season was taking a lot of Andrew Luck, um, you know, I went in all those spots. I went and got Jacoby Brissett. And so far, I've been pretty pleased. with. One thing I was going to say, too, I mean, even though Brissett has been a a good passer, he has multiple passing scores in in all three games so far. But we haven't seen him much as a scrambler. And I thought I thought he might be running a little bit more just to. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if Frank Reich kind of installs some things as the season goes on to see if they can kind of get 
that aspect of Brissett's game unlocked a little bit more and help their offense a little bit more. But yeah, I've been a little bit surprised he's not. They're not doing some design running things with him back there. Yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe that's to come. Maybe they're they're waiting to unleash that. So who knows? Uh, DJ Chark. I'm not going to sing the song. Uh, but it's just stuck in your I'm, head. I, that's why. See, I've I have pivoted to Charknado just because I feel like the yeah. other thing is is quickly jumping the chark. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just uh, no, it's that. it's fine. It's, <laughs> should we say that DJ Chark is making chum of defensive backs? He, ooh, he really has actually. Um, no, so you don't like that one, Grandma. We we all <laughs> that one was good too. We all we all went into the season sort of pegging DD Westbrook as the guy. DD Westbrook has been nowhere to be found the first three weeks of the season. He could have been if he dropped. Yeah, I mean, he did touchdown. He did drop. He had a couple I mean, of bad drops on Thursday night against the Titans. Um, but but productive or statistically, he really hasn't done anything. DJ Chark has really done most of the work for the Jaguars. <laughs> so, but I mean, Fabs, are we are we buying this now? Is this is this going to be life, or is this just sort of a, an early season thing, and it's going to even out at some point? I think I'm in. I think I'm in, Graham. Yeah. This is three weeks in a row. Yeah. I mean. We, we, we sort of had to sit back, and, and he's still available in over 70% of leagues on NFL.com because nobody buys into Gardner Minshew, but maybe we need to start buying into this offense. I mean, hell, Leonard Fournette had, what, eight targets, 10 targets, whatever it was last week that they're throwing the football. Yeah. And Chark has been good. Chris Conley's been better than we expected, you know, Didi with the drops. But, dude, I mean, how do you not play him now? How do you not play him? It's, it's hard to at least not. He's flex getting him. opportunities. He's getting into the end zone. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a flex starter at worst, right? Yeah, yeah. I, he's taken over as their number one receiver. Yeah, We'd expected it to be Westbrook, but it's been Chark and these LSU guys, man. And he, th- this is just yet another example of these speed guys being able to be immediate difference makers on their offense. Uh, I, I know Didi's obviously very fast too, but I mean, DJ DJ Chark was just a speed demon at LSU. He's six four two hundred. I mean, he just runs like a freaking gazelle. Um, and he's just constantly open in this offense. And Minshew has has shown. Uh, I think it's been it's been so cool to watch these young quarterbacks come out. I mean, they just come out and sling it. And and Minshew is another one who's not afraid to be aggressive and, and throw the ball into tight windows. And, and DJ Chark can win those types of plays. It's been it's been great to see, man. Yeah, I mean that that's where I said you know you have to unlearn what you have learned because you know over the years we've seen so many young or inexperienced quarterbacks come in and just suck. And that doesn't happen now as much. I mean, we're, you know, you don't see as many Christian Ponder situations or, you know, Kyle Bowler situations or, oh boy, should I go to uh, EJ Manuel? Uh, we don't see a lot of that anymore. Now we're seeing these young guys come in and I mean, hell, we haven't even talked about Kyler Murray. You know, I mean, they, I know they didn't win the game, but Kyler Murray's he's scoring points for your fantasy team. And it's time to, again, it's time to go in and not be afraid to, to play some of these young guys because hell, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Gardner. Did anybody know who Gardner Minshew was before Nick Foles got hurt? I mean, I, I watch Pac-12 after yeah. dark, so I, I, okay, there, <laughs> there you go. But from a fantasy standpoint, people aren't talking yeah. about this guy. Like he's uh, just not on the radar. And now look what he's doing. Chark is good, man. He's four. He ran a four three forty. I mean, he's just he's he's insanely fast, and he just. I mean, it's it's been. He has been blowing by defenders. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm busy here looking at uh, college football reference for the the current underused LSU wide receiver. I mean, look, we we went through Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry mm-hmm. and now DJ Chark. So who is the next underused LSU wide receiver who's going to take over? I'm I'm right now looking at Justin Jefferson. So I need any of my any of my my Devi League folks out there on Twitter hit me up and let me know if I'm being led astray or if. Uh Oh, oh Panthers! Panthers now announced that QB update. Cam Newton is out versus the Texans. Yeah, that's we want him at 100 percent when he's ready. So there's no exact timetable for his return. You know what that means? Kyle Allen yeah. looked really good, Cam. So you take your time coming back. Not, yeah, not I a mean, not a huge surprise, but also it's probably um, doesn't bode well for his Week Five availability that they're already ruling him out now yeah. on Monday morning. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it's not a terrible surprise because I, I heard this kind of brewing last week. I think it was Joe Person, one of the beat writers down there in in Charlotte, who was saying that. Like, you know, everybody's saying week to week, but realistically, this could be an extended situation here. So already out against the Houston Texans, which means Kyle Allen gets the start. Now, week five uh, is the Jaguars, which kind of becomes a little dicey. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So uh, there you go. Uh, Next, Real or Mirage? I feel like this is real, but I just want to get your opinion. Derek Henry. It's real. Who it's real. through the, the first uh, three plus weeks, he is the RB six as we sit here right now. Um, to me, the biggest thing is 
he's seeing targets on par with Deion Lewis. Like Deion Lewis really yeah. is is really just there so Derrick Henry can catch his breath every so often because yeah. it, you know he's he's as much a part of the passing game as Lewis is right now. Yeah, he is. I, I mean, listen, we're, we're never going to mistake him for Christian McCaffrey, but I mean, he is getting the workload of a featured back. I mean, look at the numbers. I mean, he's averaging what around eighteen touches a game. He's getting all the goal line opportunities. I'll tell you something right now, man, and and it wouldn't happen. I I would trade James Conner and a wide receiver two to get Derrick Henry right now, right now. Derrick Henry is 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 a guy who I'm trying. I'm 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 going to be trying to flip Conner next week because I think he's going to have a good game against the Bengals. But Henry is somebody now that if you have depth at another position, and a lot of people have quarterback depth, right? So like I, I'm in leagues where I have Kyler and Lamar Jackson. I have Ky- I have Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Like, dude. Why have a stud on your bench? Go out and try to trade for one of these guys. And I think Derrick Henry is a guy that I would want on my fantasy this, team. This is real because the Titans cannot run. They cannot let Marcus Mariota run their offense. No, this, right. This, has, this ship has to be sailed through Derrick Henry. And it won't matter what the game script is, right? The Jags basically dominated this game against the Titans, right? They, they handled the, the game. They got 14 to nothing really quick. Derrick Henry st- still had 18 touches, got you in the end zone for the score. Um, he's handled six of their seven running back carries inside of the 20-yard line. He's not coming off the field in the red zone. Um, even though his target totals aren't huge, he's still, like you mentioned, he has two or more targets in all three games so far. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely real, and they cannot let – they have to hide Mariota. Um, when that happens, Derrick Henry is going to continue to get the ball, you know, all the you know 15-plus times per game. Speaking of which uh... – do we see Ryan Tannehill sometime soon? Like people keep asking me this, and I, my response has been, "Let's stop and think about what you're saying out loud." That we are, we are, we are asking Ryan Tannehill to come in and be our fantasy savior. But it it seems like what we saw from Mariota on Thursday night that might be happening sooner rather than later. Right now, if which... you're if you're relying on uh, on uh, Tannehill to come in and save your pass offense, that's that's, that's bad news. That's right? when you know your season's probably that's not going so well. Bad news. Although you know we did see. Uh, Adam Humphreys finally kind of get worked. Yeah, and uh, did, well done on your part because uh, you had sort of projected him. I did. Mar- <laughs> Marcus, I did. I did. I did. I mean, Damn I, right. I, I did it. I didn't start him anywhere. Well done. I didn't I didn't follow my own it, advice or start him anywhere. Doesn't but, it suck uh, when, you, like, <laughs> when, you throw, when, when you throw out advice <laughs> and it, it absolutely <laughs> hits and you're like, Damn, I should have listened to myself. Also, sneakily, Marcus Mariota had 300 passing yards in that game, which, like... Well, man. he did... Fantasy-wise, he actually didn't have a bad game. I know, which... He didn't have a bad game. Let's... I, uh, I, I gotta... So, um, uh, we don't have this on the rundown, but I want to get your guys' thoughts because a lot of people out there are thinking the same thing that I am. Aaron Rodgers is no longer an elite fantasy quarterback. Yeah. He is no longer a quarterback that yeah. you can trust, like in past seasons for most of his career, when you're like, oh, he's, he's got a bad not, matchup this week. It doesn't matter. It's Aaron proof. freaking Rodgers. Yeah. Now, I know he's had three really hard games. Like He's played the Bears, the Vikings, and the Broncos. Really three tough games. So things are going to get better. But, I mean, at this point, like I, last week, I think I had Rodgers like 10th or 11th at quarterback. So... And, and and this sort of dates back to what I said in uh, maybe week one. There isn't a must-start quarterback in the National Football League from a fantasy perspective that's not named Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Lamar Jackson is getting close. Maybe Dak is getting, Prescott is getting close. But there's not a must-start quarterback. So don't feel like you have to start the name. Aaron Rodgers, from a fantasy perspective, has been bad this season. And his Devontae Adams has got two games under 10 points so far this season. Last year, he didn't have a game under 16. I never thought I'd say Devontae Adams is killing me, but... No, Devontae it, Adams yes, is killing me. I, yes, I've uh, yes, I've actually thrown Devontae Adams out in a trade offer in a couple of leagues. Yeah, just just to see what I can get back. The biggest thing, guys, with Rodgers in this Packers pass offense right now. I'm glad you brought this up because this is a good talking point. Yeah, it's, man, it's people are asking me about this. Rodgers averaged 37 pass attempts per game last year, and his high, his high watermark this year is 34 pass attempts. He has 30, 34, and 29 pass attempts in their first three games. You mentioned their schedule does get a little bit easier with Eagles, Cowboys, and Lions yep. coming up. But yep. man. Yeah, this is the Packers. This is real in the sense the Packers want to be a run first team. They, they want Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. They want to be, to be a run first team, but they also want to put Jamal Williams in there. Like they want to be just I guess they want to be diverse, which, again, for actual football and trying to scheme against them makes it difficult for our purposes. It sucks. It does. It does. And, and, and listen, we're learning and we already knew this that more and more head coaches, they don't care about our fantasy football teams. And 
you know, what we're learning from the whole Todd Gurley situation is that, you know, sometimes these coaches are, are, are feeling that they need to err on the side of caution and not overwork some of these running backs, especially early on in the season. And we're seeing that with Aaron Jones. I mean, how many carries did he have yesterday? 11 or 12? I mean, he didn't have much of anything. His, his rushing totals were awful. And again, I mentioned it earlier, the two touchdowns saved his bacon. But it's 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 not a situation that you can have a lot of confidence in right now. Not not at all. No, not really. Uh, last real or mirage. Uh, and, and this, I think, has changed by the week. But mm-hmm. Philip Dorsett, big week one. Didn't hear from him in week two. Came back and had another good game in week three. And now, you know, that Antonio Brown is no longer in New England. And as you mentioned, Fabs, Julian Edelman is banged up, left the game with a chest injury. We'll kind of keep tabs on, on what's going on with him during the week. Um, the role for Philip Dorsett is, is quietly growing there. Bro, he's a, he's a nice ad this week. He really is because we don't know what's going on with Edelman. We obviously know AB is no longer in the mix. Josh Gordon's banged up. And behind that, you got Dorsett. Yep. And, and how about it, it was Dorsett for Brissett, right? In that trade between the, yeah, the Colts and the Patriots. It sort of worked out for both teams. But the Patriots went from a week ago having maybe the deepest and most talented corporate wide receivers in the entire league to now if Edelman misses time. And Edelman, you know, he's had little, you know, nicks and, and, and issues uh, from a durability standpoint during his career. If he's going to miss a couple of games, we don't know what the status of, of Edelman is right now. Hell, Philip Dorsett could be a top 20 wide receiver. Yeah, Edelman said after the game he'll probably be fine. It's just a rib issue. You. And I think if if that game was actually right, I mean they close, were whacking the Jets, maybe, so right, exactly. Back in Edelman was going to have just a monster. Speaking monster of, game there. you got to hate your life if you're a Jets fan. You just, I mean, you got to be. You're like, God darn it! Are we so excited about coming into this year with well, Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, they haven't had Darnold. Darnold gets mono, and their defense has got all kinds of injuries, right? And uh, you get whacked by the by the by the Patriots with Luke Falk as your quarterback. Back, back to Dorsett. Back to Dorsett. This is definitely real, by the way. Yeah, he's dude. Played, he's played over eighty yeah. percent of snaps in Week One and Week Three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're basically a base three receiver personnel team right now because they don't have a tight end they can trust. I mean, I say what you want about Ryan Izzo. Sorry, Ryan Izzo. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean th- this is definitely real. I mean Dorsett is a great pickup this week, and I think he'll be on kind of like that low end receiver three radar every single week because the Patriots do not have a tight end. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think that that's a big part too. They they just don't have that tight end there. All right. So keep cut or trade guys who you probably spent a fairly early draft pick on who have not have not performed, and you know the out the outlet the outlook is bleak for some of these guys. First one. Devontae Freeman, who had a decent game finally on Sunday, 95 scrimmage yards, but uh, continues. Not getting into the end zone. <laughs> not getting into the end zone. Yeah. Uh, as we sit here right now, he is the RB35, which is an improvement because I think he was in the 50s this time a week ago. Um, I, Graham, I, just, I look at this, this Falcons offense, and they, their offensive line isn't great. Uh, their defense keeps putting them in a hole, and their defense just got worse because Keanu Neal, it's been announced, is now out for the season with an Achilles injury. So he unfortunately misses another season. Um, so this is a defense that's going to give up points. It just doesn't seem like things are going to work out for Devontae Freeman to get a lot of touches in any given week right now. Well, the first two games were, were pretty brutal matchups on the road against the Vikings and then at home against the Eagles front seven. So First two games, okay, sure, bad games on the ground. Then he obviously pops off a few big runs here against the Colts. I I, I mean, I I have Freeman in quite a few leagues, and I'm definitely tempering my expectations uh, quite a bit. I'm not going to sit here and and say I'm trading him per se, especially now that the running back landscape is so shaky and it's just such such a terrible spot. But, like, Titans... Texans and Cardinals the next three weeks are definitely significantly better matchups and sure the the Falcons offense is not what we expected um, but but Freeman is coming off a game with 19 touches he's got four more he's got four more targets in each game so far I think better days are still ahead but obviously I just the ceiling is just not there like what we like we what we expected what we've seen in the past out of Freeman, just the, the ceiling is so much. Lower. Here's a, I mean, and, and also Ito has a concussion. Yes. Ito's so I mean, if Freeman, if Freeman ends up getting more of that work because Ito was really dipping into those into those snaps, but I mean, Freeman's averaging fewer than 15 touches a game. He's averaging 3.6 yards per rush. I mean, that's that's just that's just not going to get it done, uh, and averaging fewer than nine fantasy points per game. So it, it's he, he's run 67 routes, right? Yeah. I mean, so but he he is. He hasn't been the same player that we remember yeah. from a couple of seasons ago. Um, 
he's a guy now that I, I get it. You know, the schedules, the schedule's getting better, but he may be one of those players where, you know, big game and I'm trying to flip him just like with James Conner. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm advocating selling high on Devonte Freeman, but you're right. I mean, they're, Running backs have gotten thin, so maybe you, you try to ride this out a little bit longer. Yeah, uh, with bye weeks coming through too, man, like it's it's a tough spot. I mean, I've, I'm in a few leagues where my running backs are just brutal, and you want to maybe move on from Freeman because he's been a disappointment. It's just like, but what else are you going to do? You're going right. to play Frank Gore, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, until Singleton. <laughs> I guess I don't know. That, it's that bad maybe. for Freeman out there. Ooh. I mean, no. so 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 this week, it's not that bad. So this week, Freeman's uh, Freeman's on your roster, and you pick up Gallman. Oh, I'm playing Freeman over Goldman. Yeah, okay. see, okay, yeah. See, I mean, it's like we <laughs> can bitch about it all we want, but at the same time, you start the real bullets start flying. It's just like, uh, yeah, you get freaked out, and then you're like, oh, I should have done it, right? So whatever. Uh, Stephon Diggs. I was oh, thinking, God. I was thinking this is a week that maybe oh. Stephon Diggs uh, plays well against the Raiders, and then you try to sell high on him because one, obviously, the Vikings really have been honest about trying to be run heavy and Dalvin Cook has has prospered because of it heck even Alexander Madison and Mike Boone ended up having decent games yesterday uh, against the Raiders the other part of this though is that when Kirk Cousins is throwing the football and, and thanks to next gen stats I took a look at this before the game that he is throwing mostly he throws a lot of seam routes Stephon Diggs doesn't run those. That's where Adam Thielen is. And it was Thielen that had the bigger game. Now, having a rushing touchdown certainly helps that as well. But he's, he's throwing in the direction of Adam Thielen a lot more than Stephon Diggs. Diggs, three targets, three catches, 15 yards. Uh, I mean, Fabs, I was hoping that maybe this was a week that he could play his value up and you can trade him away. But now, I don't even know what you do with Bro, he's tied for 76th in targets at wide receiver. He's averaging four freaking targets a game. That's it. And the, the the Vikings the Vikings offense has I think surprised a lot of us. Like I we all knew that they wanted to get into that sort of you know running game mentality with Dalvin Cook. We all we all knew that. We started to see it with Stefanski last season, but not to this extent. I mean, Kirk Cousins is unstartable. The matchups haven't been awful for him. He had a good matchup. He didn't do anything with it. Yep. I mean, Diggs Diggs is is being neutered by the offensive coordinator's philosophy of getting the ball to Dalvin Cook, and when Dalvin Cook's not in the game, getting the ball to Alexander Madison, who had a nice game as well, yeah. uh, scored a touchdown. So, I don't know. I mean, th- this was an offense, you know, like, hell, Thielen was all world in the first half of last season. What, how many games did he have in a row with 100 yards? I mean, he may not get a 100-yard yeah. game in the first half of the season, the way that things are going, because that is the construction of the offense under Stefanski, and unfortunately, fantasy owners who have Thielen, who, I mean, at least he hasn't been bad, I mean, with Diggs, you're eating it right now, though. I mean, if I have DJ Chark and Diggs, Diggs is on my bench right now, dude. I, I think if you have Diggs, you've got to hold tight just for a little bit longer. The, the, the trade value is never going to be lower this season. They yeah. get the Bears next week, but then in week five and six, they get the Giants and Eagles, which both of their secondaries are just getting set on fire right now. So maybe there will be some hope, but you mentioned it. This is a great spot against the Raiders. They got out at uh, They got out ahead really quickly in this game, just pounded the ball, and they didn't have to throw it. That's yeah. what the Vikings want to do, and they can win both with their running game and with their defense. But even when problem. even when they've had to throw it, like the Green Bay game, I mean, like you know, he had the touchdown, but the targets just aren't there. Diggs should have had two scores. They're just there. not there. He should have had two scores in that Packers game. One of them got called back on yeah. kind of a ticky tacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook actually got called for the penalty on a pick play there, but still, it has been it's terrible. It's, it's been disappointing. Bad. It yeah. has been bad. Yep. Uh, Sony Michelle. Um, oh, God. You know, he had a touchdown yesterday, which I guess kind of helped. No, it but, did. I mean, but if you thought like when he scored him, oh, oh, Sony's going to have a huge game. And then the rest of the game was, was like Rex Burkhead. It was all Rex Burkhead yeah. on Sunday. And, you know, right now, Sony Michelle is averaging two yards per carry. And I look, I know is that, bad? Uh, Guys, that people talk about yards per carry can be misleading. Look, this is not misleading. No, this is not misleading. And this is why these guys who don't play on passing downs are so volatile in fantasy. Yep. Like if you if they don't have rip off big gains of 10 plus 20 yards on the ground or don't have multiple rushing scores, they're going to be very, very volatile fantasy ass- assets. And that's not to say Sony Michelle can't play in the passing game, which is weird because at Georgia, we saw him play in the passing game. And for whatever reason, the Patriots have just not used him as that back. Yep. But we know how they're going to use them as as they're back in this offense. And because he's not playing passing downs, he's just... He's basically just an RB3 for fantasy with massive, massive touchdown upside in the yep. right spots. And I mean, if they're going to keep rotating these guys in, we'll get James I know White it, back. It is. It is. We'll get James White back in, in week four here. It's just. Yep. It's. It is turning good. into a headache. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Like Bellatrix is back. Like it, it is really 
it, it has really become a headache. I mean, you know, Sonny Michelle's run six routes. That's it. I mean, he's not all gonna, season. That's what it says right there. Is that all season? Yeah, right there, six that's all season. That's I, all season, bro. Wow. He's run six routes. I mean, yeah, hell, Derrick Henry's running way more yeah. routes now. And and Fournette, I mean, like, you know, big guys, so you don't think, oh, pass catching backs. Jeez. Six routes all season long. Uh, the other part of it is, and, and Graham, I mean, I know you, you do like the yards created stuff, especially for the college guys coming out. But Sony Michelle in 45 carries has forced one missed tackle. He's been bad one. this year. He's been he's been objectively a, a, a what's weird is because he, he I'm not sure if it's the knee. Um, he had another cleanup surgery this this offseason. Um, he's he's had so many surgeries on his left knee that he tore. He tore his ACL in in, uh, in high school. Actually, I think mm-hmm. it was. Um, I don't know if it's the knee. He just doesn't have the explosiveness anymore. But it's weird. I mean, he was an, a world beater in the playoffs and uh, was a huge part of the reason that, you know, the Patriots did so well in the playoffs and was ripping off big runs. And it's just the explosiveness through three weeks has just not been there. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's getting hard. Like, and I just I wonder with James White coming back, does this turn into a James White Rex Burkhead backfield or what the situation? Well, those is. two guys give them so much more versatility mm-hmm. than Michelle. Absolutely. They, they can you can you can put them back there. And as a defense, you're not sure if they're going to run or pass. So that that makes it difficult for Sony Michelle. Uh, the last one here. And we talked about him a little bit. Carry on Johnson, who the good news is on Sunday, he played the majority of the snaps whereas he had kind of been kind of splitting time with a lot of folks uh the bad news fabs you mentioned that he had like 20 carries and like 40 something yards it wasn't great it's not efficient um he's you know he's getting into the end zone which is sort of helping to salvage his value but yeah. uh it, it it's not looking good through three weeks for carry on right now nope not at all i mean you know when you're averaging 2.6 yards per carry um that that's that's just not going to get it done and you know you wonder if the efficiency continues yeah, do we see more of Ty Johnson? You know, they, they you know, they, they, they cut CJ Anderson because, you know, they, they like Johnson. They like this rookie. And if carry on start can't start making some plays, how much does TJ get into that into that backfield mix uh, and, and potentially create a, a committee? The good thing is that he's getting the volume. Right. And volume is king in fantasy football. And that's why I mean, you'll take what he gave you yesterday. But in terms of like real football. He has not been efficient at all. Not been efficient, that's for sure. Uh, definitely disappointing game in week two against the Chargers. I think running backs against the Eagles are going to struggle because their front seven is just so good. But he gets the Chiefs in week four. And mm-hmm. the Chiefs cannot stop yeah. the run. Yeah. They haven't been able to stop the run for two straight years now. And Carryon Johnson handled 80% of the Lions running back carries without C.J. Anderson last week. I, mm-hmm. I think one more week before you freak out on Carryon. Yeah. Um, he's had especially, a, especially, he, especially now coming off the 20-carry game. He's had one yard uh one rush of 10 or more yards so far this season mm. that's it yeah not not great not great so there you go uh hopefully that you know i don't know help you try to make some decisions about what to do with some of these guys going forward i know it's been kind of a struggle for some of them but uh i don't know keep the faith in some cases in other cases uh i don't know try to make a move or something so uh speaking of making a move waiver wire we've got a uh, quite a few names on the waiver wire this week we talked about wayne gallman we talked about daniel jones gardner Minshew. he and his mustache uh, are probably worth a pickup and at least a stash and maybe streaming in, in the situation. Did you hear what you said there? He's worth a stash. Uh, I nice actually, job, Mark. I actually tweeted that. This time I didn't mean to do it. I actually tweeted it as a bad <laughs> joke on Thursday night. Um, I, I was booed, which I See, I, I, remi- I deserved. I deserved that. Bad boo. jokes are good jokes, though. Yeah, it's true. He reminds me of like Burt Reynolds, man, like a young Burt Reynolds with the mustache, just the look, man. I don't know, man. I just I think of him. I'm like. Man, there's former uh, Florida State quarterback. Bandit. Very true. Bandit. He was right. a, he was a full yeah. Florida State quarterback. Yes, sir. Uh, we talked about Kyle Allen. So, uh, you know, we know for sure that he is going to start in week four with Cam Newton already being ruled out. So he's certainly worth a look. Will Disley talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, like, I know, like, so last week on, on Fantasy Live, we did the hype train, and I said, like, I wasn't really on board. But then I got in a situation where in a couple leagues I sort of needed him. <laughs> yeah. So I very like, quietly picked him up, and I actually started him in one of those leagues, and it ended up being okay uh, when it was all said and done. Which, by the way, I, everybody said he scored in garbage time. He scored, like, literally at the end. I'm calling that last call, right? Like, it is last call. It is like you were you were at the bar. They were turning on the lights. Russell Wilson had a game for the ages yesterday, yeah. all in garbage time. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Uh, let, let me give you a little uh, a little stat here, right? So, Will Disley has played in seven games in the National Football League. Uh, he has scored a touchdown, at least one touchdown in four of them. He's had two touchdowns in uh, one of them. And, dude, with that's, the tight end position being what it is, bro, Jared Cook... I'm about ready to throw him in the trash. Yeah, I and, saw you know, that coming with Jared I mean, Cook yeah, year. right? 
especially, especially when Breeze got hurt. Especially when Breeze got hurt. So I mean, if you if you're riding with Jared, you know Jared Cook or, or you know any of these other curtain jerkers out there at tight end who are not getting it done, dude, pick up Will Disley, man. Every week I got people. What do I do at tight end? Jared Cook has. But we're all asking the same points. thing. Hawkinson. Is is Hawkinson droppable at this point, or do you hold on to him? He had the one good game about the uh, against the worst defense in the entire league when it comes to stopping tight ends, and since then he has done uh, diddly poo. Yeah, he hasn't really done much. Yeah, anything. if I if you have right now, would you rather have Disley or Hawkinson? Right Disley, now? Disley all day. I think so too. Disley all day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, crazy. TJ Hawkinson had, had six catches for 131 in the first game. He's had two catches for eight yards. Yeah, since. I mean, like <laughs> he's gone back into the. Well, you know, those rookie tight ends typically don't do too much, Graham. Uh, so speaking of tight ends, Dawson Knox in Buffalo yes. had a couple of catches, and uh, you know, I know a lot of folks uh, you know, who had taken a chance, especially like in dynasty leagues or whatever, took flyers on him, were kind of doing victory laps. Hey, well deserved. Take it, man. Um, I like Dawson Knox, too. So Dawson Knox is, is a name that's going to be out there on the waiver wire this week. We talked Philip Dorsett. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Fabs, I know you said you're worried about all the Pittsburgh skill position guys, but Deontay Johnson, yep. at least what we saw yesterday, seems to have elevated himself kind of in the pecking order. I mean, look, Dante Moncrief was was inactive. Inactive. Yep. Didn't play. He was a healthy scratch. Like, he yep. wasn't hurt. They just they straight yeah. up benched him. They they had enough. Dante Moncrief was the worst receiver in the NFL for the first two games uh, of the season. So he wasn't even yeah. close. So yeah, he didn't even play, and uh, you know James Washington really didn't do much. Uh, so Deontay Johnson's one to keep an eye on. Daryl Williams looked really good and got a lot of opportunity, but I feel like he's so dependent on what happens with Damian Williams. Like once Damian yeah. Williams comes back, Daryl Williams wasn't is not gonna be a. That was like the. And it actually didn't end up terribly. You lost points, but like pregame, we saw James Palmer, Palmer tweet out a, a video of, of Shady limping. Mm-hmm. And then there was another report that said, based on you know what we're seeing in pregame warm-ups, looks like Daryl Williams is going to start. Yeah. Everyone, including myself, started freaking out. I'm like, oh, geez, I got to pick up Daryl Williams off the waiver wire, and I got I to gotta bench McCoy. So which I did. Williams ended up having a decent game, not as good as McCoy. But like McCoy left the game. So that, if Damien's banged up, like this guy could end up being that report, worthwhile. That report ended up being correct because Darrell Williams ended up playing way more snaps and seeing way more. Yes. Yeah. I'm a little surprised, though, that after a great preseason that Darwin Thompson wasn't there. He, yeah. I mean, you want to pour that's, one out for him? Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, already, like <sighs> I think that train has sailed. I mean, if he's if he's there four now behind Darrell Williams, that's not that's not good. I mean, he. The only reason he got on the field at all was because Shady left the game with an injury yeah. in the second half. Yeah. Otherwise, because he played zero snaps in the first half. Yeah. It was Williams uh, and and, uh, and McCoy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Darwin Thompson, um, it was nice knowing you. Cause yeah, I mean, if you've been holding him, now you want to pick up Darrell Williams. It's kind of like the, the Rams situation, right, where Henderson was seemingly the guy, and then all of a sudden he's not, and it's Malcolm Brown, and now Henderson's on the waiver wire, and Brown's owned. There you go. So, uh, so there you go. There's some waiver wire picks for you. Uh, you know, go out there and and see what you can do to to shore up that roster as we get through the end of week three and get ready to start week four. So there you go. That's it. We are done. We appreciate you listening and downloading the first edition of the brand new NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I know I'm going to screw this up at some point. We, of course. So just uh, so just listen for me to mess it up the next time we uh, talk to you guys. But you know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, housework can't really kill you, but why take the chance? We'll see you on Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places.
Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 